Welcome to the Creation of Living podcast. I'm your host, Heather Nichols, and I'm delighted you're here. Join me for conversations and inspirations for creating way more in every area of your life and living. Welcome, everybody, to the Creation of Living podcast. We are here this week with the lovely and amazing Miss Sarah Grandinetti, who is an access consciousness facilitator, who has also been in the beauty industry uh, for over 17 years, owned a salon for a very long time, and has created her own specialty area in um, as a being you facilitator called being you beauty and I invited her to come today and talk about this what I think is just like such an essential conversation um, around beauty a really different conversation around what actual beauty <laughs> not beauty that is about judgments and you know proving and you know, everybody feeling like they lack beauty. So they need to be plastic kind of a thing. <laughs> so welcome, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, um, no hate on the plastic girls out there. We love you too. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know, yeah. Yeah. Nothing but, wrong but with that. that but... Right. And that's, that's the wild thing though, Heather is that everybody has a right version of beauty. Yeah. You know, and, and those that are seeking like say plastics, plastic surgeries, and those kind of things, um, are often doing it not from choice and, Oh, that's a fun possibility, but they are doing it from like your mention of it from how do I get me right? How do I yeah. get, how do I get me, you know, judgeably beautiful by this reality and not from this would be fun. It's available. I'm going to choose it. You know, it's a totally different energy. Yeah, totally. Totally. So talk about, um, like the creation of this, of this lovely, I was going to say of this beautiful <laughs> thing that you created. Um, where did it like, how, like, how did it all start for you? So, so I own my salon, um, for about, geez, um, if I can do math, like 13, 14 years, I just closed it last year. And, um, the, awareness that something else was possible came to me, I think very soon in the beauty industry. I was so excited about the artistry of hair. I love talking to people. I love contributing to people. And then I got into the industry. And when mm. I say the industry throughout the rest of this, um, podcast, I am referring to the beauty industry as those that either create the looks, those that decide what goes on the runway those that, you know, decide what is beautiful basically. And then the rest of us are the consumer beauty and we have to then align to what that is or completely resist and react to it and then reject us as beautiful so that we're not a part of it. So, <laughs> so I came into the industry with so much excitement and it was really on day one, I walked into a salon on Rodeo drive in Beverly Hills. Um, my very first time being on the floor anywhere. And the, um, I was there for, um, half a day and before lunch, uh, one of the other assistants came over and pulled me aside and said, what are you doing? Talking to clients. We as assistants are supposed to be seen and not heard. And, um, basically took the being that is me and turned me all the way down. If you're going to fit here, you're, you're going to be this way. 
and I rejected it <laughs> and went on a long lunch break. And it turns out I'm still on that lunch break right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just, I just got my car and didn't go back. Um, so then I started asking like, what else is possible here? And I, not in the way um, that I probably would ask what else is possible here now after becoming an access for facilitator, but um, I did start seeking something different that, that I had always known was possible, which was what drew me to be a hairstylist to begin with. And, um, so eventually a couple of years into that, I, um, into my journey, I opened my own salon. Like before I had a clientele that could support it, I just leapt and was like, if I'm, if it's, if it's going to be created, it's probably going to be me that has to create it. Cause I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, a salon that had a culture of seeing the being and not just the, you know, like a walking, talking mannequin head, like, Oh, another, you know, person I get to put my art on instead talking to people and being, um, in more connection and communion with them and sitting, like we do this thing where we, I would have the style my stylist. I train them in consultation to sit in front of the chair and talk to their clients, um, rather than stand behind the chair and look through the client's point of view at the mirror and receive all of their judgments of themselves. Wow. That's really cool. So if you sit in front of somebody, you can actually be the space of receiving and melting their own judgments because they're not looking in the mirror, telling you everything that's wrong with them. Like I have a big forehead, so I need bangs. I have a turkey neck, so I need my hair to come below my neck. Like everybody, you know, you wouldn't believe the stories. (laughs) So with that, um, I just created a totally different culture there. And it started to then from in, it went from industry to the consumer, my consumers, my clients, um, my guests in my salon started to see what was so different. And we would get Yelp reviews more about what we were being rather than what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I started to host, um, uh, classes in the salon called being you beauty, where we would invite our guests in and we would talk about, you know, like basically living undefined and stopping to judge ourselves, um, by our roles, by, um, the, the beauty standards, by anything that, you know, you you wake up every day as a defined person based on those things that you do. And so being you beauty was birthed there years ago. Mm. And, um, then I became access consciousness facilitator and, um, wanted to do something different with the tools and the being you tools and, now was the time. Um, I just got, now was the time, like the world is on reset and, um, it's time that I step up and kind of be more what I'm aware of is possible as I hope all of your listeners are looking at as well right now. Mm, That is so awesome. So awesome. Did you ever, um, like I look at, you know, sometimes you look at sort of like taking on, you know, like you said, like an industry, you know, like a whole, I mean, and the beauty industry is like massive, you know, and, and there's such a, um, there's like a huge culture around it, you know, um, did the, did you ever, were you ever like intimidated by the prospect? <laughs> Girl, the part of the story where I said, seven years ago, maybe I didn't even say it seven years ago is when I did my first being you beauty, like little weekend workshop in my salon. And it was so comfortable to keep it small, like Mm -hmm. to just, and I just really wanted to have effect on my sweet little East LA community is really the biggest I was willing to go. And so, yes, absolutely. And how can, you know, one of the questions I've had forever is how, how can one 
person make a difference really. But then you Mm. look at access consciousness and the beautiful man, Gary Douglas, who never gave up, who never gave in and never quit. And now access is in 180 countries with thousands of facilitators. It was like, wow. And I'm, I'm going to let something that big, um, as the beauty industry, um, limit what I can choose to be. And I I mean, and the answer to that was yes, for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) As a matter of fact, I am, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I even, I have a tattoo on my wrist that says, why not you? And, um, oh, I love that. I got that I as a, seen it. uh, it's in my own handwriting and we're oh not on, on visual. So yeah, I get know. to see it, but nobody yeah, else does. <laughs> um, but it was, as I started to look at what I'd like to create with access and this being something in my awareness, that was so loud. I, um, went and got the tattoo because as a hairstylist, like you're always looking at the back of your hands. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put like a reminder, you know, if I'm ever looking at something that I'd love to see change, you know, instead of sitting around and waiting for someone else to do it, I like the questions right there. Like, why not you, Sarah? Like why, if you're aware of the change, you might be the only one that's aware of it. So let's go. Well, that really does fit with, um, being you changing the world, (laughs) right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Like, just put it right there. We're somewhere that you look every day and yeah. And you can do it with Sharpie too. Yeah. Any of your listeners are like, I don't know. I'm not in needles. Needles, needles got a real bad rap right now. So maybe just Sharpie. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can totally have it in your own handwriting. (laughs) Oh, that's such a great question though. Why not you? Yeah. Yeah. So what have you seen? Like, I'd love to hear like some stories or just like, yeah, whatever you'd like to share about what you've seen change for people with this. Yeah. Um, well, one of my favorite salon stories, cause you brought up, you know, being you change in the world. And, um, as a lot of your listeners, I'm sure know about, uh, Dane, Dr. Dane here's book, being you change in the world. If you haven't go to drdanehere.com, it's there. Um, <laughs> anyways, shameless plug. Um, there was an evening where a man came into my salon and I'd known him for years and he was just being different. He wanted a haircut at the end of the night. And he said, you know, Sarah, can I have be your last appointment? I said, Oh, you know, he usually likes to talk a lot. So we stay a little bit after. And as I finished his appointment, um, he got up and he gave me a really long hug and he said, well, this is goodbye. And I was like, you know, like that kind of energy. I was like, Oh yes, we're saying goodbye, but you're saying goodbye in a different way. And he said, um, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm planning to, to take my life this weekend. I just can't do it anymore. And it was, and I'm telling you this part of the story. And I know this isn't directed to a being you, uh, beauty class, but it is about how, why not you, you know, it is about how, whatever you're doing, regardless if it's in beauty or whatever, that whatever, what you're being is actually, um, the invitation to greater or a different possibility. And this man knew that he wouldn't be judged. He knew that I would receive that and just Mm. be with him. And so I told him, I said, okay, um, are you open to a conversation about another possibility or a choice? And he said, "Hmm, from you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we went out back, back and I was, I was shaking in my boots. I'm not going to lie. Um, because you know, I mean, nothing like pressure than like, do you get to save this life or not? You know, (laughs) it's not about whether you like get the haircut, right. But like life or death right now. Um, and I happened to have the being you change in the world book in the salon and I just pulled it out. I just opened a page and I just started reading, reading, like I'd never read before. 
And uh-huh. after about two hours, uh, he, he just broke down and he's like, okay, he's like, I'm not going to, there's, there's possibility. I'm, I'm not going to take my life this weekend. And, uh, Dane happened to be coming to the LA area, um, for, for a class, the being you class, like coming up and I contacted him and he invited him as his guest and he's still a friend to this day and he's still walking the planet. Um, and to me, that's, that is what being you beauty really is about. A lot of people will see the title beauty and be like, Oh, we're going to do makeup. Right. (laughs) Um, and it's not that it's about the beauty of our beings and how, when you're being you, your body changes too. And your points of view about you, about the world will show up in your body. And so if you start to like take the layers of judgment off of you, you get to shine brighter as the being the body changes and shifts in a different way. And the beauty of you gets to be a bigger effect on the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something that we see a lot in access consciousness. You know, it's like, you know, people, um, lots and lots of people talk about this where it's like, the more you play with these tools, um, you know, the more beautiful people get, the younger they look, you know, and it's like this incredible reverse aging, you know, kind of thing that really comes from being and, and having that, like, like the radiance that our being is and has, and can express through our bodies and, you know, with our bodies. And I, that's, it's just such a cool, I mean, the whole way that bodies can change. I'm totally fascinated by that too, but yeah. Well, I love that you just put a spotlight on that because that is really the essence of, of what I would like to create with this class. Um, is like your points of view about you change your body changes and that the phenomenon in access is like people seem to stop aging and I always joke like Dane being my older brother he's nine years older and people are always like who's older you know because Dane's been playing with the tools a lot longer and I'm like damn you Dane (laughs) (laughs) he's like almost a decade older than me and people are in question um (laughs) so cool um to be up close and personal to that and and watch him, um, like the numbers maybe go up as far as, you know, him celebrating a birthday every year, but his body hasn't aged in the way that the world would say it should have. Yeah. And, and that goes for many people in access, you know, yourself yeah. included. I feel yeah. like he looks the exact same as when I met you years ago. <laughs> well, hopefully even better, you know, <laughs> yeah, even better. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Well, you know, it's funny. I was, um, just a couple of days ago, I was, I have a specialty class I do called sex and bodies and I was facilitating it. And I, I was saying, you know, I remember the point, and this is actually before I even knew about access consciousness, but I did some other, like I was a movement facilitator for a long time and I was really steeped in that work. And we worked a lot. We played a lot with energy and just a lot of similar things. And, um, and I remember like being invited to consider that my body could get greater every day. And when I heard that, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's I'm in, you know, like that my body can get greater, stronger, healthier every day. And I just sort of went, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do, you know? And it is like, it is, it's been amazing. Like my health, I, I have a 
kind of a crazy health journey story um, for another time. But when I was like a teenager and in my twenties, I was really, I was sick a lot and, um, and just really struggled with my health. And I'm healthier now than I've ever been. I mean, I get healthier every day. I get stronger every day. Um, it's just been amazing. And it's just from choice and, and also just acknowledging that we, um, we are creating our bodies every day, you know, like our bodies are creating themselves every day and we contribute to that. Like we either diminish our bodies with our points of view, or we make them greater by not having them. Amen, sister, a hundred percent. And the, the, the tag on to that, as far as for the beauty industry is, um, either we're seeking so much good judgment, like the things that lock us in the most are those good judgments. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and what's actually available underneath good judgment, bad judgment is like the acknowledgement. Um, but if nobody was out there telling us what was beautiful, what would we choose to see as beautiful? Yeah. Like if there was no magazine, there was no TV, you know, like if there was no, you know, like I, I said in the last being you beauty class was like somewhere when we were a kid, what I like, what I perceive is that we, when we were little kids, we, we did comparison from the excitement of difference. We were like, Oh my God, you could jump that high. Well, look how much, how fast I can run. And then, you know what I mean? And then your friend would like jump and then you would see if you could jump as high too. And, And it would be like comparison, but not from judgment separation, but from seeing the difference of everybody mm-hmm. and somewhere in about, I believe to be like late middle school, early junior high, and maybe it's earlier now where comparison started to turn to competition. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it's really the judgment that seeps into kids' worlds, um, based on the world around them that then they start to go, Oh, well, the world says that like my body type isn't beautiful. So therefore I am not or, um, the world says that my body type is, so I'm going to walk and strut this way now and, um, separate from those that aren't or whatever the choices. Um, but it's like, how do we break that down? This is the question I'm asking, like to get back to the place where we're celebrating difference, not for the measurement of judgment of beauty, but for the gift of that, the difference actually is. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the positive judgment thing is really, um, it's a huge one with this, you know, and I see that a lot, like with young people, you know, like young women, especially where you can see how much they define themselves by their bodies and how they look and, you know, and it's like, you know, being 50, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I mean, I actually love my body more now than I did then, but it's like, and you know, there's like, I had a baby, I had a couple of babies and, you know, like, and it just, it's just interesting to look and go, oh man, like I, this, this happens to me a lot where I see somebody that has defined themselves by their, you know, 25 year old beauty, you know? And it's like, oh man, you know, like that is, you're going to, if that defines you, you're going to have a real hard time in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, and, and I'm not saying like, oh, your body's going to age and get, you know, but it's, but our bodies do change. And, um, and nothing, I mean, the fact is like, nothing is fixed, whether it's your body or your money flows or whatever, any, anywhere you're committed to the positive judgment of something that 
you have right now, you try to fix it and, but everything always changes, you know? And then, so positive judgment is as detrimental as negative judgment, if not, maybe even more sometimes, you know? Um, and nobody really looks at that. Oh, I just had this conversation today. I'm like, universe, you're so cute. (laughs) I had a girl call me because we invited her to help contribute to growing the upcoming being a beauty class. And she is judgeably beautiful and has been projected at as being only valued for that. Mm-hmm. And therefore she wanted to talk to me before she said yes to playing with this class, because she thought that she had no way to inspire be- people to see themselves as beautiful because she was already beautiful. Judgeably. Uh, yeah. Well, wow. like, I don't know how I can be a contribution. And it's like, she took some, she has taken something and then and I, and I facilitated her looking at like how, how much, like how she's been treated by friends, by boyfriends, by family based on her beauty mm-hmm. um, and how she's allowed herself to be treated unkindly because of the point of view of, you know, oh, well, I'm beautiful. Now this isn't cognitive, but because I'm beautiful, I should just receive this abuse because this person, you know, doesn't have it as good as me, like the guilt factor of uh... being beautiful. And so she's like, who am I to like inspire someone about beauty when I don't have the beauty of this reality's problems? And I'm like, oh, sister, (laughs) look at these things. Because I mean, I, I, I know what that is to be, um, feel like you're beautiful. If you're beautiful, then you can't be kind. If you're kind, then are you giving up on your beauty? And what we explored was like, you know, I told her, I said, you know, I, I, I see where people like maybe as little kids. Okay. So take a little girl. And, um, you know, she, she gets treated unkindly at school and, um, someone who is maybe more judgeably beautiful says something unkind to her. And when she goes home to her mommy and she says, mom, you know, this happened today. How many moms are like, well, she's like that. That girl's like that. Cause she's full of herself or she's stuck up and little girl goes, oh, well, I don't want to be that. So I'll be kind instead. Okay. Or mom says, but you're so kind, whatever, right. However we get our points of view. And then little girl goes, okay, cool. Then I'm going to create my body so that people Mm -hmm. always know I'm kind. And a kind is also kind of approachable. And therefore I will reject beauty because beauty is what this person is being. Yeah. And so then we take that point of view and we create that from like eight years old, six years old on. And then we're like, how did I end up with this body? You know what I mean? I was such a cute little kid, you know, and um, then judge the body throughout, but Hey, hold on to that kindness, because that's the thing that's right about you. And then there's the other side of it where, um, you know, people who, uh, are, are, well, they create themselves as kind and then feel like they can never be a bitch. Right. Like, so they create their bodies in a way that's approachable and someone comes up is like, Oh, they're so kind. And they're like, damn it. Like, sometimes I just want to be a bitch, but they're not allowed to because kind is what's valid. You know what I mean? Like, it's so wild to see, but that, that beauty thread, um, goes through a lot of things and a lot of, you know, people, and I'm sure you have it in your classes. People are like, I want to stop hiding. And when you really dig in, they're like, I want to put myself out there and you dig into facilitation. There will be something that shows up that it's that they are not worthy of putting themselves out there or being seen because of an aesthetic. Yeah. You know, and that the the people who are worthy are the ones who are judgeably beautiful. So, Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Big big conversation. I'm like, I'm glad you're doing a class on this. (laughs) You know, um, you asked for a story and, um, I have this other story and I tell it in class. So you're going to have to act in class. Like you haven't, 
Okay. Okay. And all your listeners too. Um, but you've probably already heard it as well. Cause I know Dane's talked about it, but, um, I have a daughter who has vitiligo and she, um, came up with white spots one summer on her face and I rushed her like any good caring mother would to the dermatologist. They gave her creams and pills and all this stuff she had to take. And I was doing the mom thing was like, Hey, did you put your cream on today? Did you take your, your pills today? And she said to me, mom, I don't want to take these pills anymore. You know, no, actually I back up. I called Dane and I said, Hey, this is what's going on. Is there a body process for this? And before Dane, Dane thought for a second, he goes, Sarah, I think she likes it. I think she's going to create something with it. And I said, Oh, you're breaking up. Okay. Bye. (laughs) I wanted to hang up on him, but I didn't. Um, so I was like, okay. And I lowered my walls and barriers and said, like, I didn't have anything to prove as a mother. If I didn't have a point of view about this, like, how can I support her? And the very next morning she said, mom, I don't want to take these pills anymore. I don't want to put on this cream anymore. And I said, I'm like, okay, I support you. And, um, so she didn't, and she went back to school and I was so prepared for her to be teased. I showed up early before the bell rang. I was so ready for her to come out and tell me that all the kids started pointing out that, you know, she had these things on her face and nothing happened and nothing happened and nothing ever happened. (laughs) And, um, I, and I asked her, why'd you, why'd you decide to take the, the stop taking your medicine? And she goes, you know, mom, who else gets to wake up every day? That's a 12 year old girl and not know what they're going to look like. Cause vitiligo moves with shapes and stuff. And she goes, I get to wake up every day, look in the mirror and not know what's going to be there. She's like, it's, I really like it. And I was like, well, your psychic uncle said that, I guess it's you know true <laughs> anyways. And then, um, I got a call halfway through the school year from the teacher. And she said, I just w- witnessed your daughter do something that I've never seen in all of my 20 plus years of teaching. And, uh, she said her and a little boy were fighting over like a pencil or something. And the, and that the situation started to escalate. And as the teacher approached to step in, the little boy went below the belt hit. And he said, you know, what are all those white spots on your face? And then Talia, I guess, stood back, put her hand on her face and said, Oh, this, this is what makes me unique. Instead of arguing with me about a pencil, why don't you go find out what makes you unique? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) He had nowhere to go and she wasn't unkind and she just owned it. Like she loves it. And literally just the last week, she told me, she's like, mom, she's like, you know, my friend like named a kid's name. And um, I said, yeah, she goes, you know how long I've known him. Right. And I was like, yeah, it's been like maybe four years. And she goes, he just asked me yesterday um, where I, when the, like what those white spots were on my face and um, if I had burned myself and she said, I looked at him and was like, you've never seen these before. And he's like, no, what, what is that? And it was just so funny. She goes, mom, I couldn't believe he couldn't see, he hadn't seen him. She said, and she has a white spot in her hairline that grows white hair. Oh, wow. She's 13 and she's got this white hair coming out. So she's like, I, I moved my hairline and I showed everybody like the white hair coming out. Everybody thought it was so cool. And then we just kept on, you know, and it was like, she never took a point of view that this made her not beautiful. Wow. That this did, this changed any, any um, acknowledgement of her as a being. And it, so it did not affect her reality. That is so cool. And I'm like that, how do I get that to the world? You know, where people that their point of view truly can not just create their realities, but also create their bodies and how they be with their bodies. And then others pick up on that and be with it as well. You know, like if receive it as well in a different way, when you're not making it wrong. That's amazing. I don't know. What a cool story. What a cool kid. Not surprised. Yeah. (laughs) So rad.
So cool. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Well, tell us, um, tell us about, I, and you know, this is a podcast, so people may hear this before your class. Well, I know you have them ongoingly. So, um, so the timing will depend on when people hear this, but, um, so you do a class called being you beauty and you have one coming up in, um, Puerto Vallarta and online at the end of September. So it's September 25th. It'll be a night class over, um, Dr. Dean here's body whispering class. Um, uh, and we're just going to explore like all these things and see what questions come up. And, you know, um, I always call myself a, um, a greedy consciousness bitch because I'm there to like, I, it's not about what I know of all my years of experience in the beauty industry or having this fabulous kid. It's, it's really an exploration of what we all know that we could like, that we could change together in a conversation around beauty. And so, um, I'm just there to, you know, be the loudest voice on the microphone, I guess that night, but really, (laughs) (laughs) but to, to receive the beauty of everybody, as we explore this topic of being you with beauty, being you beauty. And, um, yeah, so there's be like, we have a website being If you want to hear more or see other classes that are coming up, um, but that's, the, that's definitely the next one, September cool. 2021. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun body extravaganza in, in yeah. with the body whispering class. And yeah. 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 So and, cool. and shameless plug for Dane and body whispering. If you've had foundation and you are looking at what else you can do with those tools with bodies. Um, I'm really excited about the pairing of this and even um, Dane, the conversation Dane had yesterday about body whispering and where beauty came in and, um, what he knows about beauty and what I can contribute to that and what the bodies know and what we all know, like, I'm just really, really excited about the change that's going to come out of that class. So if you're listening to this and you are, you know, at all, you know, peeking your head around the corner as a possibility to choose, um, this class in Puerto Arte, you are warmly invited. That's awesome. And the book, the body whispering book is absolutely phenomenal. As phenomenal as the being you book, like really two um, Bibles for consciousness, really. (laughs) So, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This was awesome. And I, I just, I'm really looking forward to more. Thank you. Thanks for all your awesome questions and your receiving. Oh, Yeah. Thanks everybody for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the creation of living podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and leave me a review. If you would like more, you can find all kinds of resources and upcoming events at heathernichols.com. Until next time, remember my beautiful friends, the world thrives when you do.